0: All right, and welcome to a new special episode of the StatCast podcast. Today uh, with me are Sam Greenman and special guest Daniel Maltz. We are here today to talk about the MLB playoff picture because we are about to see an insane stretch of games where we've got something like eight games per day. We've got our three-game World card series that just pretty much are happening simultaneously. And so we're going to do a quick rundown series by series and end with each of our own playoff predictions for what we've got next. Sam? What do you got?
1: Um, Well, I think the field in the AL is more wide open than the field in the NL. I think, uh, well, you know, I I think that the top teams in the NL are more solidified than the top teams in the AL. I think there's more parity in the AL. The NL, there's a lot of high-end talent.
2: Any initial thoughts, Daniel, before we get into it? Yeah, I kind of agree with Sam. I think if you look at the seating in the National League, it really, the one thing that stands out to me is just the fact that in the National League, you have the poor San Diego Padres who look like probably the second best team in the league. And unfortunately they're stuck with the four seed. Now that does mean an easier matchup in round one, but it's just a shame that arguably the second best team in the whole league this year gets such a low seeding in these playoffs.
0: Yeah. I'm honestly, I kind of think that they almost get a good thing this year versus in other years where they would have played say the Cardinals or who would they have played? Yeah. They would have played the uh, the Cardinals, I believe, and, or Yeah, by record. And instead of having it be a one-game thing, they get to have it be a three-game thing where there's more room for them to make errors and still go by. But we're going to get into that in a sec. But first... Milo Hamilton. Swinging. Welcome back to our post-Yom Kippur edition of the StatCast with, again, Harrison Friedman, Sam Greenman, and Daniel Maltz. And if anyone out there is reading fangraphs these days, maybe scroll over the community research and check out uh, the, an article about sinkers called um, Did, Sing- Did Sinkers Make the Comeback That Was Promised? Written by Chris Shirley. Anyway, to get into the pod, let's start with the American League where I think we've got... Maybe the most fun matchup in the entire bracket going first. Sam, why don't you get us started? Uh,
1: I don't think the Twins-Astros is very fun, to be I'm honest. I'm talking about Rays-Blue Jays. That's also not fun, though. Really? I, yeah, I don't. I really don't see the Blue Jays taking a game. Rays have three-headed monster, Glass now, Snell, and maybe not three, but two. Um, Blue Jays will literally walk six batters a game. I mean, are they throwing Ryu? If they're throwing Ryu out there, then maybe not. But I mean, like, it's Ryu, Walker, and Robbie Ray. That's a lot of walks, especially since his name is Taiwan Walker. But alas, I don't think the offense can make up for the disparity in pitching.
2: Daniel? Yeah, I also think this one's going to be really a slam dunk for the Tampa Bay Rays. In terms of their offense, they don't really have an elite hitter, but they have a lot of hitters that are doing very very well and in terms of their pitching yeah I mean Tyler Glass now and Blake Snell is a, are a great one two punch Nick Anderson has been an unstoppable closer for most of this season so I think when you the Blue Jays have some good looking young talent and maybe a couple of solid starters in there but nothing on that roster tells me it's good enough to beat the race I have to agree with you guys. I, as much as I like this Blue Jays team and as
0: much as I like what their lineup can bring, I think it's relatively inconsistent and Glass now has been one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball this year. And that Rays bullpen is absolutely made for a playoffs like this. So although I do think the Blue Jays could win maybe one game, perhaps if uh, it's just a slugfest the entire way through, I predict that the Rays are probably going to win games in which they mostly shut the Blue Jays out because, well, this Again, this young lineup is good. I don't think it's nearly as good as the race pitching will allow it to be. All right. And getting into the next matchup, Indians versus Yankees. What do you see, Daniel?
2: I think this matchup is terrifyingly interesting. We've seen from the Yankees in the last week and a half their ability to score upwards of 12 runs and also their ability to give up that many runs. And if you look at the breakdown of their season – they either looked like the best team in baseball or one of the worst, and they're coming off a not-so-great stretch heading into October, and they're going to have to go up against Shane Bieber in Game 1. Cleveland's bullpen has been fantastic. Jose Ramirez can hit the cover off the baseball. Not to so say that the Yankees don't have some good pieces, too, because they certainly do, but just with how inconsistent they looked all year, it doesn't bode well confidence-wise heading into this postseason.
0: Sam?
1: Uh, I agree with Daniel. Um, I think the Indians uh, take this series mainly because of how hot they've been, and the fact they were able to get to the four seed and almost actually get to the three seed uh, with the Twins um, taking the division on the last couple of days. But you have the Cy Young and perhaps MVP Shane Bieber. Zach Plesac um, has been phenomenal despite his COVID. Um, mishaps. He still has the ERA plus over two hundred. Uh, albeit in eight starts, they've got Carrasco. They've got the lineup is really scary, uh, especially if Carlos Santana learns how to hit again. And Yankees pitching, I don't see them having more than maybe one and a half stars on their team.
0: Personally, I almost like the Yankees in this series, and that's because I don't think the Indians have any real office to speak of outside of Jose Ramirez. Francisco Lindor has not been that great this year. And the team, while they do have Bieber and Plisak, you're and Carrasco, you're basically depending on guys who have never really shown up before in the playoffs, although I figure you can trust Bieber at this point, versus someone like Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka, who were incredible in the 2019 postseason. And I feel like the Yankees have the hitting to make the, an impact late in games, even if these games aren't necessarily... Uh, Anywhere much more than like 1-1 or 2-1 for the first six or seven innings. And if the Yankees can get the game into the late innings while still being in control, thereby, thereby sort of neutralizing the Indian starters, then I think their hitting will take advantage in the later parts of games. Luke Voigt especially. I think he'll become a household name during these playoffs.
1: I don't know about that. Luke Voigt's been kind of on the downswing for the past couple of weeks.
0: I, I think we're going to see the real Luke Voigt in these playoffs, and I'm excited for it. But let's get to the next series, uh, Twins versus Astros.
1: Uh, I don't. Th- I think the Astros' championship window and real competitive window has passed. I think the Twins finally win a playoff series since they escaped from having to play the Yankees. Astros' pitching is very suspect. They haven't hit this year at all. Twins have done both of those things very well, and they were able to capture the AL Central, like I said. Nelson Cruz is getting better with age like a fine wine um that whole that lineup is scary and the pitching is actually performing going into the playoffs so i would say it's twins
2: daniel yeah i mean i also have to go with the twins on this one i sam hit it right on the nose that the entire astros lineup seems to be struggling right now and as much as that would excite most non-astro fans i think at the same time you we've also got to appreciate that the twins are doing a pretty decent job offensively. I mean, Sam said it as well. Nelson Cruz at 39 going on 40 is still one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball, and that is just absolutely mind-blowing. But I think what's also important is that Kenta Maeda, Jose Barrios, Michael Pineda, and the ageless Rich Hill are all, at the very least, healthy going into the playoffs, along with a very solid-looking bullpen. The Twins did surge towards this AL Central title, and I think that By virtue of not playing the Yankees, they have a significantly higher chance to advance. And fortunately for them, they're not going to get to play the Yankees possibly until the ALCS. And that would certainly make for one heck of a series. But we're not going to get there for a while.
0: Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I think Kenton Maeda has been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year, hands down. I believe his whip is the second lowest in MLB history. Uh, And obviously Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson, who also is, I don't know, I know he's 34, but he's still relatively an ageist wonder because he's been so impressive when he's been healthy. Like the guy's got a 231 BABIP and he's still got a WRC plus 30% above average. So I really like this twins team. I really like their rotation. And I think that the Astros, as much as I love them, are not going to suddenly get fixed uh, in the two games since they just lost a series to the Rangers. All right, let's go to the final series, which this one might be the most exciting one in the AL. Yeah, We've got the A's versus the White Sox. Daniel, what do you got?
2: See, I don't know why you think this series is so exciting. I think this is going to be a landslide win for the Chicago White Sox. I I don't think the Oakland A's have, despite their bullpen has been very, very good this year, but I think they have absolutely zero starting pitching heading into this series. I think the White Sox have the, a lot of veteran pieces plus the momentum and the drive of all the young talent they have there, with Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, and Yasmani Grandal hitting well, Jose Abreu being the best hitter on the team and one of the best hitters in the league. I think the momentum is all in the White Sox favor in this one, and this is another case, kind of like we hinted at it right at the top of the podcast with the Padres, where seeding is based on, you know, divisions plus wildcard and it's so sad that the White Sox are such a good team and they're a seven seed, I think they're going to wipe the floor with the A's in this series. Sam?
1: Yeah, I think Daniel hit it on the head that they have a great bullpen, and I sound like a broken record, but I still will never trust the A's pitching until they get a reliable starter. Um, The A's, to me, are not a postseason team. They're a regular season team. They prove it every year after going winning 95 games every year, and then losing in the playoffs in the first round. Um, Especially Chapman is out. So a little big part of your offense is gone. White Sox have one of the best offenses and top two of Giolito and who's their two?
2: Probably Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: okay. their top two of Keuchel and Giolito are two of the top 10 pitchers this year in the league. And Dylan Cease, if need be, for a third game in that series but i don't think it's gonna get there
0: i hate to like just pile on the a's who again were the second best team in the american league this year but yeah their rotation is just not quite there yet that it needs a couple years even as their incredible job of platooning and finding uh haters off the scrap he uh continues to impress and so i think it'll be a close series i think it will be relatively exciting because i mean While the White Sox have good pitchers, and I definitely trust Alice Keuchel in the playoffs, I don't know if they'll be able to completely contain the A's offense, but I think that in what I view as an entertaining series, the White Sox end up toppling the A's. All right, let's go series predictions. Um, Just give me your winner in how many games for the Rays versus Blue Jays?
2: Daniel? Rays in three.
0: Sam?
1: Rays in two. I've
0: also got Rays in two. Next one, Indians-Yankees. Daniel? Indians in three. Sam? Indians in three. Yankees in three. All right. Twins-Astros? Sam? Twins in two. Daniel? Twins in three. Twins in two. All right. And finally, A's versus White Sox? Sam?
1: Uh, White Sox in two. Daniel?
0: White Sox in three. White Sox in three for me. All right. And let's switch over to the National League, where we've got the Dodgers going up against, again, my, my thing is frozen. It's the Brewers. We've got the Dodgers going up against the Brewers.
1: Uh, Really not much to talk about here. Brewers are a team that lucked into the playoffs by everybody below everybody at the same level as them losing on the final day of the season. Phillies, Giants, both lost. Um, Brewers. Not, not, yeah, the Brewers lost, but I mean, by virtue of them having the tiebreaker, I mean, they just don't seem to stand a chance against them. Yelich isn't even hitting. I don't think the Brewers have a single above average hitter right now.
2: No, I completely agree. I mean, I you know, you look at their lineup and I guess in terms of being qualified for stats this season, the only hitter they have who has an OPS above eight hundred is Jed Jerko, who I didn't even realize was only 31 years old. I thought he was way older than that, but he's the closest thing they have. And while Brandon Woodruff is a solid starter and Corbin Burns was looking good, but he's now on the 10 day IL. Josh Hader didn't look quite like himself all throughout the year. His velocity was way down, and despite Devin Williams possibly pitching well enough to get even a lot of Cy Young votes with his 1375 ERA plus, you know, if the the Brewers have learned any lessons, it's that marching your best reliever out there until his arm falls off is going to get you nowhere. They have no offense. They have very little pitching, and the Dodgers are just way too good this to be even close to a fight personally again the Dodgers
0: in the playoffs we know what they're like I'm not going to pick the Brewers in this series but regardless the Brewers have the best possibly the best pitcher in this series in Corbin Burns who I don't know if he's going up against playoff Kershaw or not but he could quite well be the Brewers line to winning a uh, path to winning the series is relatively simple make it close until or it should be the residents are get it to like the 8th or ninth inning, throw it to Devin Williams and Josh Hader. The issue is the Dodgers' bullpen is also one of the best in the game this year. And you never know if it's going to implode like it has in years past. Everything for the Dodgers is like it has in years past. But the issue that I keep coming back to is I cannot believe that the Dodgers' offense is suddenly going to just, you know, come to a sputtering halt with people like Corey Seager and Mookie Betts and it just being loaded all the way through. So I agree
2: with you guys. All right, next up we've got the Padres versus the Cardinals. Daniel, what do you think about this one? I think this is the second closest cakewalk we're going to have in this entire postseason after the Dodgers absolutely dismantling the Brewers. I mean, there's the with the Padres, there's almost as little bad to look at as with the Dodgers. Their lineup has seen a resurgent offensive campaign from guys like Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado. Breakout years, a breakout year from Jake Cronenworth, return to form for Will Myers. Fernando Tatis Jr. living up to all the hype. and On the pitching side of things, they are surprisingly stacked. Zach Davies doesn't quite have the velocity or the wicked movement that some of these other guys have, but he's been great. Denelson Lamette has been great, and Mike Clevenger, since coming to the Padres in four starts, has been great. They've got some solid bullpen pieces like Trevor Rosenthal, Drew Pomeranz, and out of nowhere some 29-year-old named Pierce Johnson who's got a 2.7 ERA out there for them. I think the Cardinals, another one of these teams that were lucky to even make it to the playoffs, and they're going up against the 37-23 team that is very young and very hungry for a deep playoff run.
1: Yeah, this seems like a 3-6 matchup more than a 4-5 matchup. Padres are better in every facet of the game than the Cardinals. And I think everybody discounts the fact that the Padres had to, had to uh, play 30 games in Petco, which is not the best hitters park, and they've still been one of the best hitting teams in the NL. But yeah, they got... Lamette, Clevenger for round two, perhaps.
0: Clevenger seems healthy. Um,
1: yeah. And like you said, Zach Davies, the ERA below three, uh, despite his short stature and relatively benign stuff. But yeah, I'd say the Padres are definite winners here.
0: Yeah. I kind of wanted to pick the Cardinals again, just because I feel like this Padres team isn't quite that tested. And... but. Then you look at the Cardinals' offense, and it's guys who are either wildly inconsistent they're just playing suck, and there's no real standout part to this Cardinals team besides maybe, I don't know, defense and veterans. So the Padres, I think, are the better team. Nelson Lamette is going, like Luke Voigt, I think he's going to become a household name. He's just like, he's been outstanding this year and talked about in baseball circles, but maybe not like a little bit outside of that. And so, yeah, I think this... Like we said on the pod last week, uh, Dodgers and Padres are on a collision course. and I'm excited to see what happens then. All right, so let's switch to Cubs versus Marlins.
1: How the Cubs have a three seed is hilarious because the Cubs might be in the bottom two teams in the playoffs. They can't hit. They have a bullpen, which is very not that great. They have two starters that could actually win a game. And somehow they won the NL Central. I think the Marlins are in a actually great position to win this series. Despite Urania not being able to pitch, I think they're still going to actually get this done against the Cubs because none of their hitters have been hitting. It's amazing that they've won 34 games and only lost 26.
2: Daniel, what do you think? See, I disagree. I I think the Chicago Cubs, by virtue of this series being only three games, are going to have this in the bag. I think somehow, somewhere, they're going to scrap together enough offense and. Kyle Hendricks and Yu Darvish are going to be able to hold down the fort for a two game series. I don't think this spells out a deep playoff run for the Cubs, but I think when you consider that they're going up against a Marlins team that is so inexperienced with so little talent that has ever played, pitched or hit in the playoffs and a bullpen full of veterans that are somehow still getting it done. I mean, I get the Cubs are kind of like that too, but, I just think in terms of a three-game set, that one-two punch of Hendricks and Darvish will win them this series. I kind of
0: agree with Daniel. I think people might be underrating the Cubs just because the Cubs have some really good frontline rotation talent. And while, yeah, the Cubs haven't really been hitting this year outside of maybe Ian Happ and a little bit of Jason Hayward, I don't know. Chris Bryant hit a couple games, uh, a couple a couple bombs in his last two games and uh, told his haters basically to shut up in so many words. And... It's possible that that's literally just a mirage, but at the same time, I don't know if I entirely trust this Marlins rotation. First of all, Sixto Sanchez has sort of been shelled in his last couple of games, and they don't really seem like all that deep of a team. It's sort of a team that's been getting on through smoke, bears, and some, I would say say tangible chemistry. So... I think the Cubs actually perform relatively well in this series. I think Hendricks and Darvish are easily enough to shut down the Marlins for a couple of games and send them into the next round. All right, let's get into the last series, which I already know what Sam
2: was going to say about this series. So let's start with Daniel. Well, I mean, with Atlanta and Cincinnati, I dare I, I'm I'm picking the Cincinnati Reds for this one. I think, despite the fact that the Braves might have the best three-headed monster of a middle of the lineup with. Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Marcelo Zuna, who somehow, someway led the league in home runs this year, which is just wild. But I, I think the Reds have the offensive talent to get the job done, and I think with Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer leading the way in the rotation, especially with Bauer being an NL Cy Young favorite, I, I think the Reds have enough talent on this team, and if that talent just clicks, that they can beat the Braves in this series. Sam, what do you think?
1: Uh, the bright future Reds, what do you think I'm going to say? Of course, the Reds are going to take the series with ease. Um, Maybe not with ease, but I think the key for the Reds is to make it a bullpen game, because if they make it a bullpen game, they're going to win. Braves' bullpen outside of Shane Green is not very good, and if Bauer can match Freed, and if Sonny Gray can match Ian Anderson or whoever they throw out there, I don't, I think the Reds are going to do what they always do and run into a two-run or a three-run home run in the sixth inning like they always do.
0: I agree with both of you guys. I mean, again, once again, a two-seed getting knocked off by a seven-seed, which is probably better than it should be. Or I would say not as it's not ranked as highly as it should be. Uh, obviously, this Braves team has been good in a really horrible division. Um, and they've gotten to play the East, which outside of the Rays and Yankees, but the Yankees were kind of bad for a while. They have not really been playing very many good teams. And so this Braves rotation is shaky enough as it is, and I think will barely even limp their way through this three-game series, while the Reds seem to be lined up perfectly with Bauer, Luis Castillo, and uh, Sonny Gray. So if they don't, like, dominate this series, those three Reds, like, all you need is two of them to have, Really great starts, and then you win this series. So although, yeah, the Braves hitting is probably a little better, I think the Reds pitching is decidedly better, and that's going to make the difference. And also, just going to say Daniel and Marcelo Zuna breakout. Uh, before this season, we on the StatCast uh, noted that Marcelo Zuna last year had the largest difference in the entire MLB between his WOBA and his expected WOBA, which meant that he was actually much worse than he was supposed to be. And this year, he had about the same... Uh, underlying stats and now he led the NL in home runs. So what do you know? Mike Petriello wouldn't believe it. All right. So let's go through this bracket and you guys make your picks for each series. Uh Dodgers Brewers. Uh Sam?
1: Dodgers and two.
2: All right. Daniel? Couldn't agree more. Dodgers and two. This might be the easiest series out of every single one here to predict.
1: Man, I can't wait for the Brewers to sweep the Dodgers
2: now. <laughs>
0: This is, I don't think this is going to be a Nationals redux or whoever beating the Dodgers redux. Yeah, I think the Dodgers also in two,
2: especially, all right. without, especially without Corbin Burns. He's hit the injured list with an injury. And if the now with the Brewers have being without their best starting, right here, I think their very slim chances are almost nil at this point. So, all they should be thinking about at this point is it was nice to be here.
1: I think you're putting some, not putting enough respect on Brandon Woodruff's name, but I agree. Woodruff has been decent.
0: He's been decent. All right. Uh, Padres, Cardinals. Daniel, what do you have? Padres in three. Sam?
1: Padres in two.
0: I think Padres in three. I like I like this Cardinals team, even though it's kind of uh, weak through, like, up and down the entire team. I feel like they have a little bit of spunk the same way the Marlins do. All right. Um. Sam, Cubs, Marlins? Marlins in three. Daniel? Cubs in two. I have
2: Cubs in 3. All oh, right. I think effort. that's the first one where the three where we each have a different opinion on how that series is going to go.
1: I think so. Yeah, it's all because of me.
0: Yeah, it's cuz of Sam's mar- I, just want, I just want to be
1: I, I I just don't the Cubs seem bad.
0: My my weird you'll you'll see it, but I kind of like this Cubs team.
1: All right. Uh now Braves versus Reds.
0: Sam, what do you have? Reds in 3. Daniel, I will also say Reds in 3. I also think Reds in 3. I think we're going to have an interesting series there, but yeah, those that three-headed monster for the Reds is not going to be stopped. All right, so you're keeping score at home right now. We've all got the same – I believe we've got the same AL thing, except I've got the
2: Yankees in round one and you guys have the Indians. Is that right? Yes, I think so. It's a shame for me to have to root against the Yankees, but there's just so little that makes me believe that they can put together two good games in a three-game stretch – against the pitching that Cleveland has. So I've got to root against them. I do
0: not believe that the Yankees pitchers will be at all bothered by that Cleveland lineup. So I think it might just end up being a wash. But that's just me. All right, so for Sam and Daniel, you guys both have Rays Indians. Sam, who do you have winning that series and how many?
1: Uh, I have the Indians winning in four. I think five winning series, by the way. Yes, it's the best of five. So yeah, in four, the Indians. I think it's very... The Rays are a step below Oakland as good only good in the regular season. I think the Rays are a bit better in the postseason just because they have starting pitching to go along with their bullpen, but their hitting outside of Brandon Lau is not really that great. They don't have a lot of home run power in that lineup. Um, I guess you could say Hunter Renfro's decent, but I don't see it. Um... Yeah, I think the Indians have been on a hot streak here to end the season, and once again, if they match the Rays pitch for pitch, uh, in the starting game, I think their bullpen has a good chance to keep up. As uh, weird as it's as that sounds, um, comparing it to a Rays bullpen that's obviously the best in baseball.
0: All right, and Daniel, what do you have for your Rays-Indian series?
2: I'm gonna take the Indians in five. I think Cleveland does have. I saw a strong all-around lineup, stronger than Tampa Bay's, and I think even though Tampa has a good bullpen, I think Cleveland's is better. And But I don't think that the Rays are going to go down without a fight. We've seen the Rays in recent playoff runs, notably last year against the, once again, juggernaut Houston Astros. They put up a fight, and being that they're the number one seed in the three of these five games are going to – and that they'll be playing three of these five games as the de facto home team, I think that can only do them – good things, but I think at the end of the day, the all-around strength of the Indians roster is going to help them persevere over Tampa in this one.
0: All right, so I have a different series than you guys. I have Rays-Yankees, and I have the Rays winning in four. I believe that the Yankees might take one, but the Yankees have actually been really terrible against teams that are better than them this year, record-wise, and so I feel like they... Even if they can withstand the Indians, I feel like the Rays just have too much to throw at them. A five-game series is perfect for a team like the Rays, which we saw last year. And I think they're sort of just going to, I don't know, beat the Yankees into submission. Maybe we get like a Yankees win in the first game, but the Rays just take the rest like that. All right, so I believe we all have Twins versus White Sox in the following series, which is just a bashing series overall. What do you guys have? Daniel? Daniel?
2: Yeah, I think this one's going to be an absolute slugfest and I think what what we're really going to see here is a challenge of the Twins lineup needing to sustain a high level of production around Nelson Cruz going up against a White Sox lineup that is counting on guys that are one of two things or in some or in many cases both they're either very young or just have no playoff experience. A lot of their guys have neither are young and have no playoff experience. So I, I think at the end of the day, it's all gonna depend on how the White Sox young hitting core can perform. If that can do well, then the White Sox can run away with it. But if guys like Abreu, Robert, and Jimenez don't produce, then the White Sox are screwed. All right. Uh Sam, what about you for the series? Twins White Sox?
1: I said last year that the Cardinals-Braves was going to be the best series of the playoffs. I was I was right. Uh, Twins-White Sox is going to be the best series of this playoffs. I think t- the Twins have a slight edge due to the fact that a lot of the guys, in fact almost all of them, were in this position last year, and they're very happy that they don't have to play the Yankees again. I think this is the time for the Twins to take advantage of their road to the World Series being a little bit easier than in years past. So I think for that reason, the twins are able to win this series.
0: I am also on the side of the twins. I think that that White Sox team, it's going to be a little hard for them to stay hot for a while. They've been inconsistent sort of all year, like Luis Robert, for instance, or any, and other guys on that team too. So I think the twins take it. I think Nelson Cruz really, really shows up in the playoffs and Josh Johnson as well. And those guys, once again, are going to be swinging a really, uh, really hot bats. And pitching is close, I think, in this series, but might end up being a wash. I don't know Kent Maeda and Dallas Keuchel are basically the same guy, even if they might not seem like it. So, even while that might be close, I think and the lineups seem close on paper. I think the Twins with use consistency to win in five games. All right, so let's move on to the NL in the second round. We all have Dodgers Padres. Um, this seems like a fun series. Sam, tell me a little more about it or what your predictions are.
1: I think it's 100% going to be a very fun series, but I don't think... I think the Padres are one year away from... I think they need to get the experience before they can actually beat the Dodgers. I know, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Padres actually played well against the Dodgers, but I don't know if the Dodgers, as weird as it sounds, I don't know if the Dodgers were 100% like focus on winning in those games. I think they were very much laid back in cruise control because they knew they already had best record in baseball. Um, I think as the series gets longer, the advantage goes to the Dodgers more than it does to the Padres um, due to the fact that I think the Dodgers rotation is a bit deeper when you add guys like Dustin May in there and Tony Gonsolin, who's been very quietly one of the, the best pitchers, one of the best rookie pitchers in baseball. I think it'll be a fun ser- five game series, but I think the Dodgers are going to win it.
2: All right, Dan and five game- Dodgers in five. Daniel, what do you think? Also, by the way, I never gave my actual prediction for what was going to, for the result of the uh, White Sox Twins series. So I oh, guess I should, I should clarify that, that I'm going to pick the Chicago White Sox in five games. Oh, it seemed done. like you're going twins. No, I I'm picking the White Sox in this, in that one, but for Dodgers Padres, I think this is going to be – I agree completely with Sam. I think this is going to be a really fantastic series, and I think the Dodgers are really going to get to show off their biggest strength. I mean, they've got plenty of clout in the lineup, but I don't think their lineup is the biggest strength going into this postseason. I think it's their starting pitching. I mean, Sam brought up Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin. Walker Bueller, when he's been healthy, has been solid. And Clayton Kershaw looks better than he has looked – really since he started having his dip in velocity so that's maybe 3 or 4 years ago i think he's been their best starting pitcher all year this year at the same time though despite that i think the san diego padres as i talked about in their wild card round i think that they are such a young and hungry team while also having so many of their pieces performing well that they can go far i i think that i based on how we've seen the last seven seasons go and the last seven tries to go all the way, I can't have an ounce of faith in the L.A. Dodgers. I'm taking the Padres in five. I actually th- i am taking the Padres here, and let me tell you why. I feel like this
0: Padres team is sort of like, I think it's the most talented. I know that they're playing the Dodgers, but I think it might even be the most talented team. And yes, like Sam says, they might be a year away, but sometimes those teams actually end up doing extremely well. And so I think this Padres team not only beats the Dodgers, they sweep them. I think it's a three-game series. And partly that's because I feel like if it goes five, the Dodgers have the edge just because of their depth of pitching. But I think the Padres sort of take them by storm in a Dodgers team that like plays the Brewers and is sort of like, yeah, we're still coasting a little bit, even as like we're just expecting to sort of beat teams down. And again, the Padres have played them well this year. So, I like the Padres and Fernando Tatis Jr. to really step up in the moment. The Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw to just like suddenly realize, oh, shit, we're actually playing a really good team right now. And like, maybe, I don't know. Can't you see Clayton Kershaw giving up a grand slam to someone on the, Dodgers, on the Padres? Can you just see it right now? You're just picturing it's the seventh inning and Kershaw just. Dave Roberts just throws sure like ninety-seven this, pitches, pitches back for the
2: seventh and inning. He's yeah. the
1: last two hitters.
2: Yeah, and oh. that the Padres hit grand slams in four straight games.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So that, there you yeah. go, Diego. Right? And so I don't know. I just I like the
2: Jake Cronenworth is sort of like Chris Taylor but better. And so, I don't know. And especially I, that Jake Cronenworth strikes out very little, and Chris Taylor struck out very much. Yeah, I mean Zobras is the better comp, but I'm just saying that like, because Taylor is, and.
0: Uh, Cronworth both play several different positions, but so I see the Padres winning and I see the Padres sweeping. All right, next series. Uh, I believe, uh, Sam, you have the Marlins winning, so I'll let you go first. Well, Daniel and I both have Cubs, Reds.
1: Uh, it doesn't matter if it were the Cubs or the Red or the Marlins playing the Reds, the Reds are still going to take this series in three games. Um, neither the Cubs nor the Marlins are really going to put up a fight to this Reds team uh cubs have similar pitching similar bullpen but their lineup is a lot worse Marlins um really not much to say even though i picked them to win this series i think it's mainly because the cubs just don't know how to really put a 9 inning game together um Marlins really don't stand a chance either i'd say reds and three even if the cubs get here and i also want to point out this the NLDS could have for and L central teams if if all things go right extremely unlikely but nevertheless possible
0: but all right so daniel what do you have on this series where you have i believe cubs reds and sam how many games you said three, three. all right you have got cubs cubs reds i believe
2: yeah i i'm going to take the reds in four games in this one because i think that the regardless of what goes down in the marlin series i think you darvish has been really really resurgent, almost to the point where he's having his best season yet in 2020, and I think he is going to pitch at least once in that series, and that's going to be the game that the Cubs win, but other than that, despite their average-looking 31-29 and record, the Cincinnati Reds seem to be built in a much more well-rounded fashion, and they look much more built to win a lengthy playoff series. I think that despite the fact that a lot of their hitters, as I said earlier, didn't have great years, you can't ignore their talents, and with Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and a solid bullpen. Their pitching staff is very, very good. So I see Reds in four. I see no way of the Cubs making it past the first round. I
0: almost see this as a weirdly unentertaining series with each team, with teams sort of like switching off between just pummeling the other team. And then we end up getting a U Darvish versus Trevor Bauer uh, game five showdown, which sounds incredible uh, to you
1: guys. Does that sound like a lot of fun or no? I don't know if the logistics will make it let it happen with I think, the no off days, but I think, Darvish, I think, yeah, I think Darvish and
0: Bauer both go game one and both like say, give me the ball. I'm going to win this game. I, I know for a fact
1: that Bauer will want it on three days rest.
0: Exactly. And I think Darvish does too. I think Darvish, like, if the Cubs make it to game five in the second round, he's definitely going to have that same mentality. And yeah, and because he also wants to redeem himself for what I think he rightfully believes is a series where he got robbed in the World Series in 2017, where he was supposed to not be that great. And so both people who believe they have been wronged by the Astros, the Astros are nowhere near this series, but nevertheless, I think we get a Darvish versus Bauer uh, duel in game five. In an insane prediction, Trevor Bauer gets busted for Pintar and uh, gets kicked out of the game in the second inning. I don't know if that actually happens. Um, I think we see in a nail biter, Uh, maybe even like a 10 inning game that gets stupidly decided by the runner on second, this runner on second. I think we have a Darvish versus Bauer duel in game five for the ages. And I think the Cubs win that series in five games. Um, And so like, yeah, very unfortunate to all the Chicago White Sox fans out there who do not for, in my bracket, do not even see the White Sox making the ALCS, but see the Cubs making the NLCS of all Cubs teams to make it there. But what can you do? All right. So right now, uh, I believe that you guys both have, no, no, you both have the Indians, but Sam has the twins and Daniel has the White Sox. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So, Sam, what do you have to say about Indians, twins?
1: Uh, I think the Indians, it's finally their year to actually make the World Series. Uh, I know they made it four years ago, but I think that was a result of a lot of teams falling apart and not playing well. Blue Jays were on their last legs. Red Sox were on their first legs. Um, I think the twins bats will get silenced by the Cleveland pitching attack, both at the starting and the bullpen, much like the Yankees silenced them in the series last year. And I think the Indians take advantage of the the Indians take advantage of the twins kind of lackluster uh K9. Uh, stats, kind of swing and miss stuff, and just keep putting balls in play, uh, win the series in six.
0: All right. Uh, Daniel, who do you have in your Indians versus uh, White Sox matchup?
2: I'm taking the Indians in five in this scenario. I think that the White Sox, you know, I've talked a lot about how they're a very young team and they're just, they're they're one of the more driven teams just because of how young they are and the fact that they're here and they look so good. But I think the Cleveland Indians are where the buck is going to stop. I think the Indians have a lot of guys on that team that have been here and done that. They're a much more veteran built team being led at the same time by two, if not three, very, very young starting pitchers. But those guys are also very, very good. I think the Cleveland Indians are just all around a better team. And like Sam said, I think this is their year to finally make it back to the world series and even try to go all the way for it. So I think this is where the White Sox great run in 2020 ends, and it's Indians in five.
0: All right. So I have the Rays in this, not the Indians, who I have losing in round one, versus the Twins. And honestly, I've got to go with the Rays in this, where the Twins, uh, once again, their run comes to an end. And I just believe that this Rays team is the absolute perfect team for the kind of series that we have, where they always have people that they can keep sending out, and they're always able to send out – You know, a guy to pitch this inning here, a guy to pitch that inning there. Off days don't really matter because we've got so many different pitchers who can do so many different things at so many different times. Platoons might actually matter. There's just a lot of moving parts in this, and I think it's hard for a slugging team like the Twins to stay that hot. And so whether it would be the Twins or the White Sox or even the Yankees that would get to this series, I got to imagine that by the time the ALCS rolls around, and maybe that helps, like, Indians fans is like maybe the Indians team that makes it here would actually be in really great shape. But I think the twin slugging nature sort of catches up with them. And the Rays are just managed better. They're organized better. They've been better this year. And I have them going to the World Series for only the second time ever. All right. So moving on back to the NL, I want to hear Padres versus, Red talks, Red versus Reds talk.
2: Well, I think this one is going to be San Diego Padres going to the World Series after a six-game battle with the Cincinnati Reds. I think the Reds, on the back of their strong pitching, will be able to get to this point. But the Padres are a team that not a lot of their guys strike out too much. And I think that their pitching staff is also quite good. Maybe not as good as the Reds, but I think it's good enough. I think they clearly have the better lineup. They've certainly had the better performing lineup this year. And I think... Kind of like how I described the White Sox run, stopping at the hands of the Indians. I think the same happens to the Reds at the hands of the Padres. All right, Sam, what about your Dodgers-Reds uh, series?
1: I can't really pick my bright future Reds here. That would be a bit biased, considering that they're not the best team in the NL. I figure the Do- one of these times that I pick the Dodgers, it's got to work, right? I mean, I, I I did it last year. and They have it, made
0: the World Series two of the last three years.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm picking them again. I mean, I feel like their run differential in the regular season was just so bonkers that there's no way that they can lose to a seven seed, even if that seven seed is basically a two seed the way that they play.
0: All right, so how many games? Uh, five. All right, and I should mention I have Rays over Twins in five games. Uh, so I've got Padres versus Cubs here. Uh, and I also, I think that this is sort of the end for the Cubs. One thing that I think is kind of interesting is that, you know, well, like Chris Bryant, I believe went to UC San Diego, right? Sorry. Yeah. He, Chris Bryant went to San, he went to San Diego. Uh, and this off the San Diego union tribune reported that tell me if this would have uh, been an interesting trade this year, the Cubs might've traded him to the Bryant to the cr- traded Chris Bryant to the the Cubs might have traded Chris Bryant to the Padres for DeNelson Lamette and some change. So I think that would have a huge effect on this season. I think uh, the Cubs would be even more favored to do this. But right now, the Padres have DeNelson Lamette and the Cubs do not. So I think this is a really interesting series. I think that, like, this is clearly not a series that a lot of people would have predicted, but I do like the Padres in six to beat the Cubs and get to the World Series in just, I think everyone's like favorite preseason matchup that we didn't actually think would happen. Rays versus Padres in the World Series. All right. Um, and so give me your World Series
2: predictions. Daniel, what do you got? Well, I, I picked the Indians in the AL, right? Yes. Yes. So Indians yes. versus Padres. Padres, right?
1: Yep. Now that is... Well, you got the Francisco right. Mejia series.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's
1: true. The Brad Hand series.
2: The Brad Hand series. That's so funny. The amount of guys that have played for both those teams. Well, I mean, They're I think the a lot YouTube. of
1: them are part of the same trade.
2: <laughs> I know. But I, I, would, I really hope that this ends up being the World Series because I think this is, once again, just like what we had back in 2016, I think this is two really great stories facing off. You have the Cleveland Indians who have now gone 72 years without a World Series championship against the San Diego Padres who have been wildly disappointing for basically the last decade, maybe – Even as far back as 2007, they have finally all of a sudden seen all the young talent they've spent years flaunting come to the major leagues and start to do well. I think it's really going to be a battle of can the. I think that both of these lineups are going to be capable of putting together enough offense. I think the major deciding factor is going to be if Cleveland's pitching can shut down the San Diego Padres lineup. And I think the answer to that question is going to be yes, but it's going to be a tough fight. I'm taking the Cleveland Indians in six to win their first world series since night. Wow. wow.
0: All right. That is something I think we would all love to see. I listen, I'm a huge fan of this Cleveland team, even if I didn't pick them to get past the first round. So I would love to see that. Uh, Sam, who's your pick in your Indians versus Dodgers series?
1: Once again, like, I feel like I'm throwing 112 darts at a dartboard and, you know, I'm hoping one, like one of them's got to stick when I keep going Dodgers. But I mean, I have to pick Dodgers here as much as the past should tell me that that's not going to happen. And the fact that Dave Roberts is still going to put Clayton Kershaw in, in the eighth inning of a game that they're up by three just for, you know, laughs to say, Hey, let's get him some work in. And he ends up blowing the lead. I, I honestly think that there's no way that the Dodgers, with how much talent has gone through their team um in the last decade, I think I there's no way that they don't come out of this decade with a championship. So I have Dodgers in five.
0: Um so for this one, I think the Rays, it finally comes to an end and the Padres win I believe their first World Series in their entire franchise history. Yep. Even the Rays first World Series, but like talk about like Indians versus Padres as a series with some traded players. I mean, this is could be the Will Myers series. This could be the Tommy Pham series, the Emilio Pagan series, the Slapdick Prospect series, the Jake Cronenworth series. Who, Manny Margot series, who of all these people is going to step up on the big stage? I think it's going to be the oft looked down upon and sort of almost underrated by this point, Manny Machado in a real resurgence season that he's had or he might win MVP. I don't think it matters if he wins MVP, if he adds a world series ring and a world series MVP to uh, his technically relatively bare cupboard as it stands. But I think that the Padres win this series in seven games. I think it's a great series from top to bottom. I think baseball is kind of in a hurry to get it done, but we they don't allow it to be that kind of quick series. But I think the Padres, not I think they're the better team even in that seven game series And they sort of show it. And so I have the Padres winning in seven games against the Rays. All right. So this was fun. This ran a little longer than I expected. But nevertheless, uh, I'm excited for the playoffs, which seem, I believe, what, Sam, you said they start tomorrow?
1: Yeah, they start tomorrow. First game is Astros-Twins, 2.30 on ABC, which is wild. I don't think ABC has had a playoff baseball game in forever.
0: Yeah, I I would assume TBS, but I'm sure there are going to be a bunch of games on TBS at some point. Daniel, it was great to have you on. Um, I assume we're going to be talking baseball over the next several weeks as well at different points, so we hope to have you on then at least one of those times. I hope so. Always
2: a pleasure talking baseball with you guys.
0: Always a pleasure talking to you too. We here at the StatCast are very excited for this playoffs to happen. It's going to be fast. It's going to be quick, but it's going to be a lot of games at once. And while we will have an NBA Finals Game 1 retrospective pod, up for you on friday and also talking about the series that happened where sam gets to Uh. (laughs) where sam gets to not talk about the celtics for as long as possible we will have i think a pretty good pod for you guys then and yeah we will see you then